Why Your Husband Isn't Making You Frustrated, Episode 18. Welcome to the Awaken You podcast, where we break down relationship barriers by awakening your true you. I'm Coach Christine, and the two of us will be doing this work together because this process isn't about changing your partner. It's about discovering who you are so you can awaken you in your marriage. Well, welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I hope you had a refreshing three-day holiday weekend. We are coming off of Memorial Day weekend, and we had a beautiful weekend up at my brother's cabin, just my husband and I, and we had a great time. This week, I'm talking about why your husband isn't making you frustrated. Does that make you frustrated? Maybe. I know that quite a while ago in my life, somebody telling me that it wasn't my husband that was making me feel frustrated would make me feel pretty frustrated. But if you can pause and listen today while I talk to you and I explain why this is true, it is going to bring you so much freedom. It brings you empowerment to really create the relationship that you want in your life. And that is all of what our work is here, is finding solutions to why we're not feeling amazing in our relationship with our partner, why we're frustrated, then using those solutions as power to create a relationship that I am going to tell you is incredible. And yes, while it is still 50-50, there's still times when I'm like, what is happening here? I thought I had done all this great work. My brain is telling me that things aren't working and it's okay because it is so different. I have hope. I know that I am creating my best life ever And that life includes doing it with my husband. So let's dig in. You all know that I frequently talk about how other people can't make us feel a certain way. They can't make you feel loved, valuable, angry, annoyed, certain, silly, unloved, or frustrated. It's 100% okay if you disagree with me because there are times, like I said, when I will argue with myself about this fact. Actually, when I think about it intellectually, I am well aware of the fact that my thinking about a person or a circumstance is what makes me feel a certain way. But... When in the middle of an emotional experience, it is often easy to forget all logic, 
jump in the deep end of the pool and start fighting for our rights, right? Today, I want to talk about how to own your emotions and to see why your husband isn't making you feel frustrated and how that isn't the worst news ever, but the best news ever. There are still times when Jeff does something and off my brain goes. It forgets everything I know and does what I have taught it so well to do, which is to defend and protect myself. What I am not wanting to do here is to discourage you from digging in, right, to what I'm going to talk about today, because there is a significant difference between the end result I get now and the result I used to get. So follow along and stick with me and trust that this is how I help you. I help you unravel what makes you feel defeated in your marriage so that you can put it back together, knit it back together the way you want it to fit. This work that I share with you every week is work that evolves, and it's work that you will never quit doing unless you want to quit growing and improving, one, your relationship with yourself, and two, your relationship with your partner, which is why you're here, right? I say that to help you understand that old ingrained thoughts will continue to pop up here and there. You want to expect them. Still, as you incorporate the practices that I share here with you, you'll begin to recognize these thoughts as old, allowing you to let them go instead of reacting in ways that don't serve you. I want to share an analogy that might be beneficial and might help you understand this. Imagine that you were a junk food junkie, that you just ate junk food. No vegetable, no green stuff ever made it into your diet. And then a health scare came. The doctor recommended that you start cutting out the junk food and start adding in some natural whole foods. And as you started doing that, you started really loving how you felt. You started having more energy, and you really started to enjoy the taste of whole natural food. But that doesn't mean that once in a while you don't sneak in a Big Mac or maybe not a Big Mac. I don't know. Do they even make Big Macs anymore? I have not been to a, and is a Big Mac a Burger King thing or a McDonald's thing? I don't even know anymore. It's been so long. But what I'm saying is some of that food that we might not consider healthy, whole, and natural would still sneak in And we wouldn't make it mean that we're going back to being a junk food junkie. That's kind of the analogy I want to share with you. Let's first dig into the why behind the truth that your husband isn't making you feel frustrated or any other emotion you might be feeling when you think about your partner and what they say or what they don't say, what they do or what they don't do. To do this, 
I'd like you to think of someone besides your mate, because when it comes to our partner, we have higher expectations of how they should show up in our life. We expect them always to support us, always do what would feel good to us in that moment, and never do the childish things that they do, right? They're so close to us in our in relationship that we want to distance the relationship. We have a higher set of standards for our partner, and it takes more laser focus to do this work on those closest relationships. So do the practice on less vulnerable relationships before digging in with your partner. And with your partner, use less volatile situations that um, maybe bother you a little bit, not the big ones that really drive you nuts and get under your skin. Let's look at a girlfriend who has told you that she won't have time to go on your yearly girls weekend because she will be spending it with her new boyfriend. You think you're frustrated and angry because of what she has told you. But the truth is that her words are not making you feel anything. And how do I know that? Listen closely. I know that because that girlfriend could say these same words to all the other girls that go on your weekend trip. She could say it to your husband, your mom, her mom, her boyfriend, and they would all have an array of different feelings. And how could that be? The reason people feel different emotions around the very same exact words is because they're all having different thoughts about those same words. It is our thoughts about someone's words, lack of words, actions, or lack of actions that make us feel a certain way. For example, Some women might have a girlfriend say the same words around their girl's weekend and feel relief because they think that they don't have it in them this year to organize girl's weekend. Another woman might feel sadness for the girl who chooses her new boyfriend over the girl's weekend because she's been there and done that. She thinks that this might be a decision she will regret. Another girl might feel envy over this girl's words because she's thinking how nice it would be to have a boyfriend that she would want to skip girls weekend over. So do you get what I mean? Each of our emotions is generated by something we are thinking. Sometimes we don't recognize a thought between the circumstance and the feeling because It's a practiced and quick response. We have practiced blaming others for how we feel. We don't know how to own our feelings, recognize that we are creating them, and don't see how disempowering it is to put our emotional health in the hands of others. The good news I have for you is that As you start practicing owning your emotions, you'll get better at seeing the difference between the circumstances and the thoughts we think about them. 
That's why I call this work a practice. As a gymnast, it's the work of practicing, testing, practicing, testing, and that gymnast never decides to quit the practice. She trusts that she will continue to grow and understand the more she practices. Let's look at three steps to owning your emotions. The first step is start paying attention to when you feel any type of emotion, good or bad, and then see if you can describe how it feels in your body. Like when describing a headache or an upset stomach, describe how the emotion is showing up in your body. You could ask yourself questions like, where is this emotion located in my body? Is it hot or is it cold? Is it bright or is it dark? Fast or slow? Smooth or rough? Does it have a color? Is it pulling in or expanding outwards? What color is it? And is it energetic or lazy? Those are just a few questions that can help you identify with what is happening in your body. And then you can start asking yourself, what this feeling is making you want to do. What this process does is it takes you out of the story that you're telling yourself and it brings you into your body, which allows you to better analyze what is really happening. It gets you out of your analytical mind. You can also ask yourself, why am I feeling this emotion? And pay attention to how you respond. For example, are you blaming someone else by telling yourself that you're feeling this emotion because of what they said or did? If so, rewind a little bit because you know that is a lie. And then ask yourself what you think about what they said or did. This will clue you in to why you are feeling the way you're feeling. The second step is to simply notice what is happening for you and why. It is about creating awareness in your body and in your mind. Your body is trying to tell you something. And that's why we start with step one, recognizing what is happening in our body so that we can figure out what it's trying to convey to us. And instead of using your mind to retaliate and fix this circumstance, I want to recommend you tune into your body first. As you start to create this awareness, you will notice that you will often still fall into that emotional trap of letting other people's actions create how you feel. And it is totally okay Remember what I said earlier, we have years of experience acting the way we have always acted. We have created these automated responses. And for me, I had 50 years of patterning to change. And this doesn't happen overnight. The change doesn't happen immediately. I like to think of this work just like all of the other work that all of us have done in our life as we start practicing and commit to the discipline of learning how to feel better and owning our emotions, you're going to notice a snowball effect. 
it will not take you an equal amount of time to change the patterning. So that 50 years, it won't take me 50 years to get to where I want to be. I will continue to work on it for the next 50 years in my life, but I'm already so far ahead of where I was even as a teenager. And Really, our brains are so much smarter than that. We kept teaching ourselves the same thing year after year after year. And turning that around, untangling that, takes some time. But as you keep doing the work, the results come faster and faster and faster. With time and consistency... Like any good practice you have established in your life, it will become an automated process to where you don't even notice that you're responding differently. And with that said, there will be times after you have automated your practice, just like that McDonald's story, where old patterning will suddenly just show up, a glitch in your brain's neurotransmitter sequence that all of a sudden has you thinking old thoughts. I want to share that this isn't something that should cause you to feel despair. Because once you have started doing this work, you are going to recognize that thought error, use your tools to change the sequence, and again, further ingrain your new thought sequence. So we've got step one, which is paying attention to how you feel, describing it, really getting in tune with that. Second is noticing what's happening for you and why, creating that awareness in your body and in your mind. And then the third step to becoming the person who can let go of what other people do and decide on purpose how you want to feel is discipline. You have to be committed to the discipline needed to create a life practice. You have to be willing to feel awful and know that through the awful is something miraculous. The more you practice, the more you will notice how other people's actions aren't really bothering you and how you can show up for them from a place of curiosity or compassion instead of that good old nasty judgment. Every time you notice yourself feeling some emotion that has you withdrawing, holding in, acting out, or any other way that isn't serving your best interest in the relationship, you know that you will get through this and that you have the tools to work through this emotion. You have learned how to become aware of the emotion, feel the emotion, and understand why it is there, allowing you to decide what you want to do with it. The next best step and really the step that you take after you start to absorb this or before is having a coach help you do this work. Having a coach to help guide you through to a faster understanding. It's no different than hiring a personal trainer in the gym to help you get to your fitness goals quicker. And it's not hiring a coach 
to tell you all the things to do without learning. I trained athletes for 30 some years and there were plenty of people that didn't take the information that I provided them with and use it to their advantage so that they could go and create something new for themselves. With the coaching that I do now, there is no way you cannot learn from what I teach you in the program. I know for certain that I could never be where I am without the help of my coach. She helps me see what it is that's going on inside of me. What is blocking me from moving forward so that I can get a clearer vision and make a choice that better serves me? If you're struggling with your marital relationship and can't quite grasp how to let go of the emotions you think your partner is creating in you, I want to encourage you to schedule a consult call so that you can talk about it with with me, with someone who knows how to help you move forward. Staying stuck in a place where you can't see how to change how you feel about what your husband does or doesn't do to make you feel better is not a fun place to be. But I promise that through this place, where you are right now is something much better in your marriage. On the other side of this, is a marriage that feels better than you have ever felt in a romantic relationship, not a place where you and he expect each other to fill your needs and desires, but a place where you want to be. And that's what we do in Awaken You. You get to a place where you are confident that you have the power to change your relationship dynamic. Now, my story might be completely different from yours, and that does not matter at all. What matters is that I know how to help you navigate to the place you want to get in your marriage. I, too, was in a place where I thought the only way to have a better relationship was to create a life of my own or find someone different. Many of you think the same way. I know because I have helped so many women do the exact same thing. And when you can experience how powerfully you can actually be in creating a marriage that you love, that's when your life begins, my loves. Are you ready to start living your best life? Come on, let's do this. So that's what I have for you this week, my loves. I have thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. I would love it if you would follow, share, and review the podcast. I am loving doing these for you. I am so excited that we have over 250 downloads. I want to throw a party. And that party is actually going to include a six-week program that I'm developing for people who want to check this out, who want to do just a little bit to create some confidence that they can do this. All right, so stay tuned. I'll share all about that as it reveals itself. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. Ciao, my loves. Thank you for listening to the Awaken You podcast. If you enjoyed listening, then you have to go check out Awaken You, my one-on-one coaching program 
where we take all of this material and we apply it to your life. We study it and we take it to your next level so that you can awaken you in your marriage. For any questions, comments, or coaching issues you'd like to hear on the podcast, please visit me on my website and together let's awaken you. 